Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Britstrapped. You may have noticed that we haven't released an episode for a couple of weeks. Well, we're trying out recording an episode every two weeks rather than weekly. Hopefully with all the other things we've got going on, that'll mean that we'll have uh, plenty to talk about each episode. That said, it's been half term this week and not much has been happening. So this week's episode is going to be an interview with Adam Stylo from Crafty Clicks. That's coming up in just a minute, but first, there's a little bit of news. If you're based anywhere near Swindon, you'll be interested in a bootstrappers meetup happening mid-June. It's been set up by Andy Bryce, who you'll probably know as the guy behind the successful software blog, and also the products Perfect Table Plan and Hyperplan. There'll be a link in the show notes with the dates and how you can book, but I believe it's going to be the week commencing the 15th of June on the Monday, the Tuesday or the Wednesday. I always find these meetups to be really useful. Even if it's just for motivational purposes, it's great to mix with other people that are trying to bootstrap a product or already have one. If you can make it, I'm sure it'll be worthwhile. I'm certainly going to try and be there. Anyway, without further ado, here's the interview. Well, I'm here today with Adam Stylo uh, from Crafty Clicks. Nick's away this week, so we're going to do uh, do another interview. Um, so, Adam, can I ask you to just introduce yourself and uh, what your product is? Yeah, thanks, Martin. Um, yes, so uh, Crafty Clicks does um, address uh, lookup and address validation products. Our main market is e-commerce. So, a typical place where you'd see our product would be on the checkout pages, uh, where you punch in, punch in your postcode, click a button, and select an address. So essentially, we drive that functionality uh, based on the Royal Mail data. Right. Okay. Sounds good. And what? Um, so, how long have you been running Crafty Clicks? Uh, we started in May two thousand and eight. Right. So um, it's been a while now. Yes, yeah, so it's been we now into our eighth year now. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it's going from strength to strength. So, you know, going and and how, how did you get started? Where did it all where did it all begin? What were you doing before Crafty Clicks, and uh, how did you, did you get there? Um, so I've, I've been a software developer for for all my life, basically. Um, uh, I was contracting at the time, um, and basically we were working on a business idea with a friend. Um, and uh, part of that, we we required the Royal Mail data, and we required postcode lookup. So while building the business plan, I was pricing various bits of it, and that was one aspect of it that I was pricing. Um, it turned out that our original business idea fell through. We couldn't make it work. Um, but uh, from my research, um, I found up Royal Mail and figured out that there was some very hefty profit margins going on in the postcode lookup right. industry. So I saw, I saw a business opportunity there, yeah. um, quite unlikely, quite by chance. And uh, it went from there. Uh, basically, I bought, I bought the data from Royal yeah. I built a web service around it, um, went to, a, uh, to an expo and started selling it. And wow. Went, and just got off, got off the ground from so, there. So you basically, um, I mean, self-funded, I take it. You just used some of your own money to buy the PATH database. Uh, that's, that's what it's called, isn't it? PATH. That's, that's correct, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, that's correct. And um, how much did it cost to do that? Um, it's, it's, we, we spent, uh, in total, about five grand to right. get the business off the ground. So there was savings, basically, um, spent five grand, basically buying the data, um, uh, pay, paying for some hosting, mm. and uh, and going to uh, to an expo to uh, right. board basically a two by two uh, two by one space on expo at the last minute e-commerce yeah. expo. Basically, got a discount on that, um, printed a few posters, and off we went. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. And um, was it just you? Did you say? I heard you say we. Was it just, was we, basically, we a wife, wife and I. Oh, okay. uh, so basically, uh, I was I was uh, I was doing it all. Yeah. Um, uh, but wife obviously had to be. Uh, Melinda had to be very patient with uh, because obviously full full time job during the day. Um, yeah. so all the evenings, all the weekends were basically taken up uh, yeah. doing crafty. And how long did it take to, from when you first found 
there's some money to be made here to actually uh, it took probably about two years right. before we knew um, this is going to go somewhere yeah um, so the, the, the first year was particularly hard because uh, it was so is this the first hard. year after the expo so the expo that's right so expo was um, so from, from when you had the idea then mm-hmm. that, that you could make some money yeah. from the path database um, to this expo this first expo how long was that so there's obviously a bit of coding involved there yeah so, so it was literally about three months three months yeah. right um, I mean uh, without without <laughs> being funny um, uh, th- there's no rocket science in what we do right, right. it's 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 it's, it's fair, for all intents and purposes it's a read on the database yeah and um, put a web service around it and that's as, as hard as it was so it was literally a couple of months worth of coding yeah. um, and off we went brilliant and uh, and from the expo did you get your first customer there yes yeah. Yes, so we spoke to a few people, uh, landed our, our first few customers, um, uh, and and some of those are still with us actually. Um, so, so yeah, so, so, so it's good, and they've grown tremendously. Um, so it's it's lovely to see that. Um, and yeah, and, and other things we did was uh, was uh, offering our um, integrations into e-commerce uh, solutions. Right. So we were the first ones in our business to do that. Okay. Um, so those those were the days of OS Commerce. Uh, right, way way before Magento or anything like that. Um, so we did a plugin for Commerce, uh, promoted it on the on the on the on the forums, yeah. and got a few customers from there. And then word of mouth, basically, people started talking about it, Excellent. and we started lending customers. Yeah. So what what was the first version like then? Was it, you know, people say it's good to be embarrassed of your first version. Would you say that's true for you? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> the, the, the first the first version of the API was um, well, I wouldn't say shocking, but very very crude. Yeah. Um, but the idea was basically just knock it up, um, put it out there, and see if people will pay money for it. Yeah. And as soon as we see people paying money for it, then I invested more time into making it nice. Sure, that's the, obviously the perfect way. So you were ahead of the curve really back then, 2008, um, knowing to do that. Certainly I didn't know <laughs> anything about that. That uh, With me, it was always a case of, oh, I've got a great idea, let's go and code it. But you obviously found you had some customers first and then went away. That's brilliant. And... Um, so back in 2008, I mean, APIs were a thing back then, but yeah. far less common yes. than they are now. So when you got those first customers, mm. how did the integration go? How did you do that? Um, basically, I never said no in those days. Right. So when a customer came, asked, can you integrate into X? I said, yes. Right. And then I found out what X was <laughs> and how it worked and whether we could make it work. Um, yeah. But, but uh, basically, because it was all e-commerce, so it was all web-based. It was mostly sort of PHP systems. Yeah. Um, and uh, we, from very early on, we, we sort of focused on JavaScript mainly, sort of client-side. So basically, we were independent of the server-side technologies, and we could basically make it work for anybody just using JavaScript, as long as they had the ability to put our JavaScript onto their page. Sure, sure. Um, oh, that's great. And um, so your JavaScript then, I mean, not to get too techy, but mm. were, you, were you using any of the frameworks that are around, or did you just go straight pure JavaScript? Uh, pure JavaScript, um, because there were so many, so many different frameworks out there. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, we didn't want to um, sort of get locked into something with one of them and sure. force our customers to load jQuery or whatever onto the yeah. pages. Yeah. Uh, so up, up, till, up till now, actually, we've tried to stay, stay independent of any frameworks as far yeah. as possible. Yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah, these things come and go, don't they? They might seem like the best thing in the world for a couple of years. Exactly. I mean, Magento is built on Prototype, yeah, which yeah. now uh, seems like a silly choice, but back then, back then it was, was one of the many choices. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. I remember writing projects and yeah. using Prototype. Yeah. And so, um, before I cut you off earlier, you were, you were mentioning that it took about two years to really get mm-hmm. going. So, um, so, so within those two years, were you actually um, working full time on Crafty Clicks, or was it? So did you have a full-time job? Were you freelancing? What were you doing? For, why, did you, 
what you got going? Mm. Yeah, no, I had a full-time job all the time. Right. Uh, so this was always a part-time thing until two years ago. Okay. So I've only been full-time on Crafty basically two years now. Right. Um, before that, it was always, always a part-time thing. I mean, I paid other people to do things. So there were other people who were earning more out of Crafty than I was <laughs> uh, for a while. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, but, you know, f- for me, um, it made sense to keep another job. I could earn more. Yeah, uh, writing software for other people than sucking money out of Crafty Clicks. Sure. Yeah. So I prefer to put that money back into the business, mm. go to shows, uh, pay other people to do little bits uh, of marketing and various other things, mm. uh, and then do it that way. So, so yeah, so, so I, I, I chucked in the con- con- contracting work um, two years ago. Right. So it was contracting you were doing rather yeah. than, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, um, and so how, one of the things I'm always interested in when I talk to people like you who've gone from you know working hard on this project from bootstrapping yeah. it it obviously took a long while and now I'm always very tempted to give up on something fairly soon if I don't get traction with it so how did you stay motivated throughout that time how did you know that this was gonna gonna work I didn't know right <laughs> so that that, that, that that was a scary bit um, you know two years into it I think I could see that this was having traction and was going to go somewhere but it wasn't growing nearly as fast as I projected when we started so in 2008 I sat down with a spreadsheet sort of did some projections we have to get X amount of clients we're gonna get X amount of money and within two years this was going to be a, a big money spinner yeah. I was going to be semi-retired you know all of that sort this of stuff this time next year we'll be millionaires Precise, yeah. precisely and two years into it you know um, we were basically covering our costs it wasn't costing us anything so th- that was a big plus you know it, it wasn't a question of sucking a lot of savings into it right. from, from, from basically from the first year it was positive in terms of it wasn't costing me anything except for my time right um, so, so, so I was prepared to take that risk but it took two years before I knew yeah this this is actually potentially going to go somewhere yeah so those first two years were tough because obviously there was pressure from family yeah, yeah. where I was putting a lot of time um, and sacrificing a lot um, and you know Melinda used to call it my hobby <laughs> and, and that, that's the attitude I had to have because yeah. uh, you, you, know, you know I couldn't I couldn't justify to her why I was doing yeah. other than it was fun and it was exciting and I was hoping that it was going to go somewhere. It's interesting actually because I have a, a similar thing where I spend you know I'm a freelancer so um, quite a lot of the time I've got freelance work to do mm-hmm. like at the moment it's it's three days a week but sometimes it's five days a week if not more if I've got yeah. multiple things coming in at once so I often work in the evenings sometimes at weekends although I try to avoid that. And and uh, and then other times in the evenings, I'm just sort of playing with stuff, but it's on the computer, so it's the mm. same laptop on yeah. my on my lap in front of the TV. And my wife Silvana, she's quite often saying, "Oh, you're working again," and it's like, "Well, I'm not actually working; I'm just yeah. playing," you know. But and it's hard to distinguish, yes. you know, when you're actually yes. doing something that's kind of like a hobby, as you say, or whether it is actually actual work. Mm. And uh, I find that difficult. Did that? So you say it caused a lot of lot of hassle. And uh, did you did you work out a way of balancing that, or did you just keep going until you got? Um, I kept going for the first two years. So right. basically, I, I told Melinda, look, I need to give it a go. Yeah. I know it looks like a hobby, but this could go somewhere. Yeah. And after two years, we sat down with a spreadsheet again. Um, and we could see, right, this is what how much growth we had in the first two years. Yeah. If we can extrapolate it, and even if it slows down a bit, then you know, within four or five years, this is actually going to be uh, big enough to, yeah. to support our family. And then from there on, you know, this could go to a nice size so so yeah so the first years were hard after that it became easier as soon as we could see the balance you know in the bank account growing a bit um, then then it became easier to justify it so so how did you do that then how did you take it from where it was then you know you extrapolate up but obviously you still need to do the work Mm. did what kind of 
things did, did you do in sales and marketing? Did you do any of that sort of stuff, or did you just you mentioned it was word of mouth mainly? But yeah. did, what kind of marketing have you found that's worked for you, if any? Um, for, for us, what worked? I mean, I'm a useless businessman, so uh, you know, I, I own up. To <laughs> well, that. obviously not. I'll, you know, I'll, <laughs> well, I'll argue with you there because of where you are now. But but, uh, but no. Uh, uh, so I know we should be doing a lot more in terms of active sales and marketing, which we don't. Right. Um, but what we uh, sort of. St- began doing from the beginning is integrating four people right um, so what 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 um, and our competitors followed um, uh, but but uh, that I think that was a key to our success is where we integrate into our commerce and then as soon as any new shopping cart a customer with a new shopping cart platform came up to us first thing we did is did an integration for them for free and packaged it up made it available to others um, so that made it very, very easy. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, Magento is a massive driver of new business for us yeah. because it's a one-click install. It's marketed on the on the uh, uh, modules mm-hmm. marketplace. Um, so we are partner with Magento. We pay them a lot of money from partnership, but it's it, it's it's easy. It's mm-hmm. easy to get clients that yeah. way, uh, and also partnerships with other developers. So when developers came to us uh, for help with integration of Postcode Lookup, we would never say, or try never to say no and really bend over backwards to give them good service. Right. And, and that drives a lot of business. We, we, now, now we get a lot of customers phoning up, um, basically saying, look, I've got no idea how your system works. My developer plugged it in for me. How do I pay you? Right, excellent. Yeah. So, so, so we're at the point now where basically got some, some momentum. Yeah. So it sounds like, I mean, there's a, there's a term, integration marketing, which is, sounds like exactly what you've been doing, mm. just integrate with other products. And because of that, you're in a niche store mm. already. And so the store effectively does the marketing for you because you, people go in there to try and find your plugin. That's which right. Is, which is genius. That's, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. That, uh, you know, if you make it, uh, I think, if you make it really easy for customers to try your service and to, and to use it, yeah, it cuts out that, that that big obstacle of having mm. to talk to them and, and convince them and yeah. uh, and sell to them. Yeah, they can click, they can play with it on their own without without even talking to you. And when they're happy, they, they go ahead. Yeah. And because our prices are lower than others, also so, so the, the the attitude we had early on is basically rather than paying big commissions to salespeople and employing and had the hassle of, of running a sales team, we we cut the prices. Right, and that kind of does a lot of our marketing for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, excellent. And um, so, talking about pricing, what what is your model? How does your business model work? Do you have like a free trial, and then is it like a SaaS monthly subscription, or how does it work? Yes, yes. So we've got free trial. I mean, we, we in terms of uh, pricing and, and and that we're very much tied to what the Romel. Uh, yeah. So we are a reseller of Romel, so we have to follow their uh, their license model pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's really two things customers can do: can, they can pay per click, or they can pay per year for a license. Right. Um, so there's a, there's a, the only two ways you can you can buy oh, okay. the data. All right. That's interesting. And um, so I know you've branched out recently to do the geolocation stuff as well. Mm-hmm. How's that going? Is that are you approaching that a similar way with your um, with your marketing plugins and so on? Um, no, it, it, it's 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 less clear to us where it will be used. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, it, it, uh, the typical scenario for our existing customers will be where is my nearest? So for people who have brick and mortar st- stores. Yeah. Um, but there isn't actually a lot of them. Um, um, but uh, for us, it was mostly around. Well, the data is free because Ordnance Survey open sourced the data a couple of years ago. So it was something that we always wanted to simply pull in. And make available and see where it goes. Right. Um, so the only reason we charge for that is really is to prevent people 
uh, you know, going silly on our API. Right. But it's it's really fractional cost, uh, and we, basically we just open. We 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 see where we want to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So nowadays, then, Crafty Clicks is obviously your main source source of income. Yes. Uh, you have employees now, do you? Yeah. So we, we've we've got a full-time developer now. Um, we've got a uh, sort of a full-time marketing slash bookkeeping person. Right. And then Melinda and I work on it full-time as well. Yeah. Excellent. That's fantastic stuff. Yeah. So um, in terms of sort of where you find information about business you said you're not a good businessman but I, I'd argue with that but so what sort of um, what sort of books blogs etc podcasts do you listen to any of that sort of stuff do I, I don't actually I don't find I have time for that at the right, moment right yeah. um, but I do I do sort of google things yeah. when, when an issue comes up I google and you know try to solve it yeah. uh, part of the FFSB so uh, sort of speak to people there now yeah. again yeah. Um, so do you, do you go to many FSB events and not like as that? many as I'd like to yeah uh, but I've been to a few, and, and I always find you know interesting people there. Yeah, so, that's uh, where we met, wasn't it? Actually, yes. at one of those yeah. um, in, in Reading yeah. a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, um, is there anything else you wanted to you want to pull out about the way you work or your business? No, other other than really just saying you know, mm-hmm. I mean, men for for different people, it's different, um, yeah. different sort of ambitious ambitions and ways of doing. But for for, for me personally. Uh, looking back, I wish I'd done it earlier. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I it's was always uh, sort of full-time job, full-time employment, or, or, or contracting, uh, and um, and always thought about business ideas, but never had the, the guts to do it. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I think if you have an idea, uh, give it a go. Spend yeah. those weekends doing it and see where it takes you. And I guess from the way you did it is is the right way, which is to find the customers first. That's always the thing that people say, isn't it? Find the customers. I mean, I guess you put in some effort to to build yeah. a, what they call a minimum viable product these days. Yes. And then, uh, and then find your customers, and then go from there. Yeah, I mean, if you if you if your idea allows that, then absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, some ideas require scope or, or scale before they, they make sure. sense. Yeah. So they might need to, uh, you, know, you might need to put a lot of money in up front. But we we were lucky that our idea was was po- it was possible to start very small. Yeah. And and and, and grow organically without without any huge amounts of money going into it. Excellent. Well, it's fantastic. I think it's a brilliant success story. So, thanks for doing the interview. Yeah, pleasure. So thanks again to Adam for doing that interview at fairly short notice, it has to be said. I hope you enjoyed it. Interested, as always, in any feedback you may have or any questions you've got. Uh, You can get in touch with us on email or Twitter and uh, all our details are on the show notes. Okay, until two weeks' time. Cheers. Bye.